Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Alex Gilbert. After spending her career working in leadership development, Alex decided to start a consulting and coaching business, Capable Consulting, to help adults with learning disabilities or ADHD like herself who have been struggling in their careers. Welcome, Alex. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I love your mission in life, what you're doing now. So let's just start out with sharing your background with our listeners. Sure. So again, thank you for having me. I am dyslexic and have ADHD, and I was really privileged to be diagnosed at a young age. I was about eight years old, really due to the due diligence of my parents who fought to get me diagnosed and paid for outside testing in order to do that. And so we had also had to move to a brand new school district in order for me to have resources, which I had all the way through college. And then when I graduated, nothing like that existed. There is, you know, a resource room teacher when I was in school and I had a disability services program in college. But when you graduate, you're on your own and there's nothing that you can do for yourself in those moments that really feels appropriate because everything is apples and oranges. Everything I'd ever done for myself was for school and not for work. So I was really, really struggling in my job, not just physically in my job, but mentally I was really struggling with what is wrong with me and why is this so hard? So I had been working in program and leadership development. I had spoken about my learning disabilities very often as part of what I call my superpower. I thought there there were so many things that I was able to do that others couldn't do because of my dyslexia and ADHD. But I was also burnt out way faster than everybody else. So fast forward to over a decade of working in New York City, I was laid off from my job because of COVID and said, what am I waiting for? I've been wanting to support adults with learning disabilities and ADHD pretty much since I was 16 years old. Now's the time to do it. And so Capable Consulting was born out of out of chaos. And that, I think, is what's so beautiful about it is creating something um, exciting out of something that could be so scary and awful. Yeah, I love that mission. And I do have to say Capable, for our listeners, since you're just listening, is spelled cape, like a cape, a superhero cape. Exactly. So I love that. (laughs) Yes. There's actually, I have on my website, I have three reasons why that's the name and I have a whole blog post about it. But yes, one of them is because of a cape. Two is because I think that people who have a learning disability or or ADHD are often told that they're incapable of something. And I think it's BS. And three, it's spelled incorrectly because I'm dyslexic and spell everything wrong. So it would just <laughs> felt appropriate. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I do have to share it. It's like, I, uh, one of the reasons I love this is so myself, ADHD. Yeah. As a mm-hmm. kid, I was so annoying to my teachers, but mm-hmm. then I had that one teacher that helped me. This was a long time ago before there were resources really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, that helped me channel that energy. And so I turned it into being super productive, you know, which ends up, that was like my second book. So I love it. So first of all, how do we see disabilities as a superpower? And then we can get into maybe some strategies. So I think that there's a lot of things that are pretty typical of someone who has a learning disability or ADHD. 
I, as someone who has dyslexia, I am the ultimate problem solver. I mean, it used to be a joke everywhere I used to work is if there was something that nobody could solve, it was like, find Alex and she'll figure it out. Because I was so used to taking everything that was complicated and simplifying it in a way that made sense to me. And I think that that's part of what comes up for people with learning disabilities and ADHD is having to reinvent the wheel over and over and over again to make sense for you. So part of it is environment of, of how disabilities is seen as a, as a whole, but also some of the skills that someone has as, as someone who has ADHD is the ability to hyper-focus. So they could do, you know, six hours worth of work in two hours if they're truly focused on the right thing. And sometimes you don't, you spend hyper-focusing hours on social media, but like when you're (laughs) truly able to focus on your work, you could hyper-focus. If you're someone who is, who also has ADHD, you're likely someone who's amazing with communication and talking and really hearing people and having that empathy, which makes you great at sales. And you're probably also unbelievably creative. The details in, in terms of how you put it together can be a struggle for you. But again, those skills of being creative and being outside thinkers and being able to you know, really communicate with people and engage with people is is a beautiful gift. So it sounds like then in changing that perspective on disabilities instead of what capabilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, changing that perspective is looking at what can you do that others can't. Exactly. I mean, I, I went on my, one of my first job interviews I went on, um, I was asked if I knew how to multitask and I started laughing at this woman who's asking me this question and I realized she wasn't laughing. And I was like, wait, wait a second. Do people not know how to multitask? <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, no. And it was like one of those moments that I sat there and, and said, oh my God, I, I, I actually not only am a great multitasker, I actually think I'm a terrible single tasker. So I didn't even know that was like a thing that people couldn't do. And it, yes, it's, it's exactly that. It's seeing yourself in a different light. And it's often not seen that way because, you know, in school, you're told this is the only way to succeed or at work, this is the only way to succeed. And it's like, that's not the case. And if it was, we'd have no innovation. We'd have no change yeah. and life would be so boring. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you say didn't know, because it's like, we don't know until we know, right? Exactly. I thought it was normal for, until I started looking around for people to get eight hours of work done in two hours, if they really want to do it. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) How do we, how do those with uh, capabilities identify that? You know, that's one of the things that I do with my coaching program is I I have a package and I call it getting to know you. I really love music. So I always think of it as like all of my packages have to do with music, but it's like (laughs) the song, getting to know you. And I really think that that's part of it. You know, a lot of the times people with learning disabilities or ADHD really struggle with how they think, how they organize, how they get motivated. Because again, they're trying to fit in somebody else's box that wasn't created for them. So what I try and do is really tear all of that apart and start with who are you? How do you think? How do you learn? How do you, what 
energizes you, what excites you, what drives you crazy, and really figure out how we can structure your day and your life around your strengths. So I, that's, that's usually what I do to start because that's the best way to do anything. If you can't, you can't solve a problem if you don't know what really the problem is. Yeah. So essentially define it. So almost like taking this through the steps of problem solving, right? So define it. Yeah, exactly. Define you. Yeah. Hey, one of the things that helped me is um, what, what comes easy for me that doesn't seem to for others. So I, yes. I did that question. And then another thing was, where do I annoy people the most? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of times I got in trouble for being too talkative. And yes. I was like, well, you know, that's just me. Take it or leave it. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so now let's say we figure out then. So we go through this process and we look and we see what makes us different. And instead of seeing that as a disability, looking at it as a capability, Exactly. And I understand that there's you know, a whole bunch of different capabilities, but are there some general strategies that people can follow to turn it into more of a superpower? Honestly, I really think it's so individualized in terms of turning it into a superpower. And it really also depends on what type of work that you do and where you're channeling that strength of yours. So yeah. a lot of people that I work with are in marketing and they really do I think this is very common for people who have ADHD to work in that creative field of and, and build off of people's energy. So I would say if that's where your strength is to lean into something that feels natural to you, if, if thinking creatively and working with others to think creatively, then that's what you need to do. But if you're, for me, I was, again, the problem solver and the organizer, which I think doesn't really come naturally to a lot of people with ADHD. But I think for me, it did because I had resources at a young age. I was I was drawn to programming and, and leadership and organizational pieces. And that's where I did well. But, you know, it's really going to be dependent on you. And that's why I really try and start with getting to know you and getting to know what your strengths are because it's, you know, someone might think they're really good at X, but it's because they've been trying really hard and managing to do that versus what's coming natural. And I would say that for my first few jobs that I ever had, I have always described what I'm doing now as being challenging, but not hard. And I think that every job I've ever had was hard because I was overcompensating. And sometimes you think of that as a strength when you really stop and think about it and lean back and say, is this a strength or is this overcompensating? And I'm exhausted by it. You know, it's, it's really hard to find that line if you don't get to know yourself. Yeah. So it almost looks, it's like looking at what comes naturally. What can I do effortlessly energy? -wise? Yes. Yes. And, and I think that the things that you'll find that come naturally, it was the same for me in terms of, I didn't know people didn't know how to multitask. You know, you don't think about it until you really stop to think about, oh, well, everyone always comes to me to come up with new ideas that comes naturally and you have to stop and say, wow, things could be that easy. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. And that's what I want to help people figure out for themselves. Yeah. That is a big awakening. Yeah, when, oh, this isn't work. I'm going to get paid for it because <laughs> it's right. something that you do naturally. Yeah. And it's fun usually. Yeah. So you found your sweet spot, your flow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I think people really struggle with that because um, they there's that mentality that people tell you, if you work harder, you'll get the results that you want. And so they push themselves into jobs and environments that if they just work harder, they're going to accomplish their goal. And I feel like that's, you can work hard, but you don't, you can work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yeah. Put in that effort, but it still comes naturally. So we find that, that position, right? We're able to identify what comes naturally. We're in it, but without fail, there will be some areas that are harder for us. Um, right. We have weaknesses in, what do you suggest maybe some strategies for, for doing that? Like, for example, um, you know, like someone uh, who's highly creative, but then this job really requires maybe being organized and maybe that's not something that they're good at. What, what are some ways you think that's one example of many, but to be able to work through those different weaknesses? So I actually am thinking about a client in particular that I was working on almost this exact scenario with, and it was figuring out exactly what the pinpoint of her struggle was. Was it the fact that the, the, the day structure with a lot of meetings was really hard that made it really even harder to then focus and organize? Or was it the fact that she was doing part of her job incorrectly and then feeling like she couldn't ask questions because she didn't want to say out loud that she had a learning disability or ADHD. And it, it, there's so many different layers of this. I think the best way to really combat the part that you struggle with the most in your job or in life in general is learning how to advocate for yourself for mm. the right, for the right reasons and for the right accommodations that you need. So for example, if organization and deadlines are something that's a struggle for you. If you can talk to your supervisor about what um, what structurally makes sense for you, and the the best way for you to succeed is X. You know, I, I'm not going to put words into somebody's mouth because it's going to be different for everybody, and every company and organization works differently. But figuring out how to advocate for yourself and knowing what the end result is, so that you can succeed, and that your your supervisor knows how to help you succeed. Yeah, nice. Well, and what comes to mind when you're talking is I think it's uh, it's more acceptable these days with neurodiversity, you know, being included in diversity type initiatives. I, I think that's true in a lot of ways, but I also find that it's really hard for anybody who has a learning disability or ADHD to come forward. I, I always did. And again, because I felt like it was my superpower, but a lot of people feel like they're going to be seen as incapable if they share this information. Mm -hmm. But I think what's really interesting now is people are advocating for themselves in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons, whether it's because of a learning disability or ADHD or for mental health reasons or for the fact that they have family at home that they need to take care of or childcare or something like that. So it really comes down to knowing yourself, learning how to advocate for yourself and learning how to 
learning how to have those conversations that are really difficult and get what you need out of it. You're going to have to compromise. It's not going to be exactly what you want, but knowing what your non-negotiables are and how to make you succeed. Because in the end, you want to succeed, you want to feel good, but they also want to see your best work. So they're going to do whatever it is to help you get there as well. Any suggestions for uh, gaining that courage to advocate for oneself? A lot of practice. I mean, when I think about the conversations I had early on in my career versus, you know, later, it really had to do with being comfortable in your own skin and knowing what you bring to the table and knowing you are worthy. You have tremendous skills that are worthy and valuable and are incredible, but you need to believe it. And so I often have my clients talk to themselves in the mirror. If you could see how you're presenting yourself, how can you stand up straighter? How can you practice it over and over again so that you feel comfortable with the word choices that you're using and that you don't come off angry or demanding or on the opposite end, crying because you're so nervous? Yeah. You know, if you, if you practice it, it's like practice makes perfect. It doesn't always work that way, but at least you're hearing yourself saying, I am worthy of this. And that even psychologically is enough. Oh, I love that. And along those lines, then how can those, uh, how can people be allies for neurodiversity? I think the best, I was having this conversation yesterday, actually, with some friends. And I think it really comes down to opening the door to conversations if you're if you're creating an environment that's safe for people to say these are my needs and this is how you can help me it's going to benefit everyone regardless of whether you have a learning disability or not but if you have this safe zone this safe space that everyone can say this is how I work this is how I think this is how we can work together i think that's the best thing you could possibly do yeah so create that psychological safety that that nice environment that people feel they can feel vulnerable in. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Or I should safe to feel vulnerable in. <laughs> yes. 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 So you have mentioned uh, your services. Uh, can you share a little bit more with listeners about any products or services you have? Sure. So I really have two parts of my business. One is for the individual one-on-one coaching for adults with learning disabilities and or ADHD. And Most of it comes down to working within a few month period and building on that. So we can, again, figure out who you are and what your needs are and then advocate for them and really make them sustainable for you to not only feel good, but thrive in in your life. So I do that one-on-one coaching. And then I also do consulting for companies and organizations to really even go back to the question you just asked. How do you create an environment that's going to be safe and achievable and maintainable and everything for your employees is working with a consultant to help you create that environment for your company. So I have two different offerings that you can find on my website, which is capableconsulting.com. Excellent. We'll make sure and put that in the episode description as well. Perfect. Okay. We're at that point. What is your final piece of advice for our listeners? I would say the most important thing you can do 
is listen to yourself. There's always going to be outside voices. There's always going to be people who give you advice that maybe worked for them. And the best thing I can tell you is learn enough about yourself to know what's most appropriate for you. Whether you are journaling or talking to yourself in the mirror or, I don't know, doing a pep talk or a meditation, whatever it is that could help center you and learn enough about you is going to be the most appropriate way for you to move forward, knowing what's best for you. I love it. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Alex. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to learn more about Alex, visit her website at capeablecoaching.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.